smoked some cigars, and before the night was through, Daniel had all the cash needed to shoot and promote a pilot episode. No problem. Four hundred and fifty thousand bucks for a six-man film and sound crew for six weeks? No problem. A hundred and thirty thousand for editing and studio work? No problem. Two hundred and fifty thousand for this and that? No problem. Everything was no problem, until, of course, there was a problem, and then it was a big fucking problem. In the end, it turned out that even by forgiving post-Soviet standards, the man at the craps table, the one who'd fronted all those expenses, could hardly be considered an entrepreneur. No, Filat Prezrikovich was a Russian mobster through and through. As the USSR collapsed, the former FSB directorate had made a seamless transfer of his brutal skill set from the Lubyanka to the burgeoning Ruskaya Mafia, shooting to the top of the Organizatsiya like a Kalashnikov slug. There was no shortage of men who were willing to do whatever it takes, but Filat was disturbingly eager to perform the twisted, unspeakable acts all those lesser sociopaths didn't have the stomach for. His uniquely depraved brutality quickly made the raging runt of Rublyuvka one of the most feared and revered men in the early days of the wild, wild East. Give a rival's young daughter her mommy's head gift-wrapped in a pretty box with a bow as a Christmas present? No problem. Drop a shipping container crammed with a hundred Chechen women who'd been promised new lives in America into the Golden Horn Bay just to send a statement back to their fractured homeland? No problem. Escape his enemies in the Bratva and cover his tracks by setting fire to his own mansion with his wife and five children murdered inside? No problem. Filat Prezrikovich was notorious throughout all of the former Soviet republics, and his murderous deeds were well known to the Moscow Times' readers and viewers of RT, but his vast criminal empire never made it to the pages of Variety or Billboard, and he never mingled at a Grammy or AMA after-party, so Daniel was completely ignorant that his funny little friend he'd made at the craps table was living a self-imposed exile after amassing more enemies than even he could kill. No, when they'd met on the casino floor, Filat had been wearing fuchsia silk pajamas and a red silk robe. His salt-and-pepper Phil Spector hair shot straight out of his head like someone had dropped a Russell Hobbs toaster into his crystal-filled jacuzzi tub. Oh, the crazy had been on full public display all right, but under the cover of flagrantly displayed wealth, it seemed like harmless eccentricity, and if there was an advantage to be had, Daniel had been confident he could make it his. Blinded by hubris and greed, Daniel had rushed straight into the fire without heeding the flames. If he hadn't been so desperate to make that deal— if he'd only once looked into Prizrakovich's eyes when their vodka-fueled conversation had turned from how much you need to when can I get it, maybe then he would have been warned off. Maybe then he would have seen the same soulless pits of black that stared down at him now as he hung helplessly from the balcony with nothing between him and the pavement but the cold night air. But ifs and maybes don't matter to the laws of physics or Russian mobsters. 
The cold, hard facts were simple and few. Gravity is an unforgiving bitch. Daniel had taken Prizrakovich's money, almost a million dollars of it, and now there wasn't a goddamn thing to show the Russian for his investment except, Points! I gave you points! I don't want points! The Russian leaned over the railing so Daniel could see the cruel smile such a ridiculous suggestion brought to his face. How do I spend points of show you cannot sell? How do I pay for all this with your fucking points? Vilad gestured over his shoulder toward the lavish suite. Inside, a party that had been intended to celebrate the deal Daniel had failed to close was raging on without anyone noticing, or at least acknowledging, what was happening to the guest of honor out on the balcony. There's reason they call it Cash Vegas, no? As the brisk February wind blew through his crater,